Please stand, if you are able, for the reading of the Gospel. Recorded in Luke chapter 3, John the Baptist is a herald of the saving Lord, whose way is prepared by repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As we hear the careful record of human leaders, we sense the spectrum of political and religious authority that will be challenged by this coming Lord. From Luke chapter 3. In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Iteria and Trachonias, and Licinius, ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went to all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Please pray with me. Lord God, Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts during this Advent season, may you be our rock and our salvation. Amen. Let's see, Jerry's over here. Uh, let's see, a couple of you have been in the service before, so you can't answer. What happened on June 29th, 1956? Next year will be the 60th anniversary. Nope. What? <laughs> what happened? You graduated from college. Good. What happened on June 29, 1956 that affected every single one of you in this room? Nope, not Sputnik either. President Eisenhower, some of you will remember him, President Eisenhower signed the Federal Aid Highway Act of 1956, which created the entire interstate highway system. And there isn't one of you in this room that hasn't been affected or still is affected by the interstate highway system. Eisenhower had been to Germany. He had seen the great Audubon in Germany and decided for national defense, we need to build a highway system. In fact, I was told this morning at one at the coffee hour to be reminded of how important it was in terms of national defense. 
that every five miles or so, there is always a stretch of highway that is exactly one mile in length that is straight. Do you know why? So you can land the plane on it. Every one of us has been affected by that interstate highway system. You drive it, don't you? Some of you don't like driving it, but you drive it. It gets you from place to place. Most of the goods and most of the stuff we have that we use is delivered by the interstate highway system, and it has changed our lives. Coming up 95 the other day, some of us in the car were talking about how you used to have to come up 301 and 17, and you used to pass through all those small towns and all the rest of that. And what happened after the interstate highway system was built? It bypassed all those little towns and all those places. For some people, it was good because they got rid of the speed traps. But for others, many of those motels, many of those stores, it changed life drastically. Some 60 years, it'll be 60 years next year. And they're still working on it. And some of it they're still rebuilding. And every time I remember the first time in ministry when I looked at this Isaiah passage and this quote from uh, in Luke, I used to think, well, Isaiah was foretelling the interstate highway system. If you listen carefully, it sounds like it, doesn't it? Let me read it to you again. What does he say? Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be made low, the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough plays made smooth. Right? You remember riding on the old roads? Some of you still ride on them. I remember when my father used to take me out on Highway 66 and a few of those other roads, and you remember they used to go like this? And I couldn't wait for my father to speed up sometimes when you hit that bump. You know what happened when you sped and you hit that bump? Whoop, boom. But look at the interstate system today. How did they build it? They filled in the valleys, they cut off the mountains, and they made the pathway smooth. Prepare the way of the Lord. Huh. Just think about it. And again, I said to you how that's changed all of our lives. Every single one of us here has been affected by that change some 60 years ago. And it's still part of our lives. My challenge to us is, now I'm not talking about the interstate highway system. I could get off, of, I've heard all, I've gotten more information this morning on the interstate highway system than I ever wanted to know <laughs> from all of you. But it's fascinating, and it's interesting, and how it changed all of our lives, and it's interesting, fascinating for me. I don't believe Isaiah was foretelling our interstate highway system, but I believe what, for, what Isaiah was telling us, that God was entering our lives, God was going to enter history again, and life was going to change. And when John the Baptist quoted these words, 
he was already creating a ruckus within the world. See, sometimes we don't think about the political world and everything else that was going on there. And I know there are quite a few people that are glad they didn't have to read the gospel this morning with a few of these words in here. You know, these are people and places we don't talk about anymore. But they were the Roman Empire. There was a lot going on. I always, I'm always fascinated to realize that even for the Roman Empire, what was the thing that held the Roman Empire together the best? It was they built a great system of roads so that the military could get from here to there in a very quick way. Huh. Prepare the way of the Lord. You know, we come into this season of Advent. We're a couple of weeks away from Christmas. And how do we prepare for Christmas? You know, most of us, oh, we already got all of our plans. We're going to go here. We're going to go there. Family's going to come here. Family's going to come there. I've been out shopping. I found the right gift cards. I found the right presents. I found all this stuff. I'm getting ready for Christmas. Are you? That's the way the world gets ready for Christmas. Prepare the way of the Lord. There's an interesting tacking on, as I like to say, but I would like to say how Luke expands this message of Isaiah. In fact, if you go back to Isaiah and you look in chapter 40, you'll find this passage of, you know, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, etc. But what is missing is what Luke tacks on, or really what I like to say, what Luke expands. And Luke adds these words. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. Not just a select few. Not just a few people. But everyone would see the salvation of God let me go back to the Christmas story. Do you remember the Christmas story? Remember the angels? And it goes something like this. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will come to a select few people. Oh, it isn't like that? Uh-uh. For unto you is born the story. I bring you good news of great joy, which will come to... All people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Jesus didn't come for a select few people. Uh, John wasn't preparing the way of the Lord for a select few people. He was preparing the way of the Lord for all And how do we prepare the way? How do we get ourselves ready for this season? And I, my challenge to all of us isn't how we all get it together in terms of a community of faith, but my challenge is how do I as an individual prepare the way of the Lord? It started with all of us in some way or another, probably with a little water and some simple words. I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I want to say you became John. You were handed 
Prepare the way of the Lord. Oh, in the church, we kind of do it. We say there's ways of preparation. Let's see. We have something. We go through baptism. We go through first communion. We go through confirmation. We go through little things like that. Is that the preparing the way of the Lord? And when does it stop? How do you prepare the way of the Lord? That's my challenge to us as we're entering the season of Advent. I said to you, the world prepares the way of the Lord. They've got all those sales out there. Every time I turn on my cell phone, there's another sale. Buy your right Christmas gift. That's preparing the way of the Lord? And how do we prepare the way of the Lord? How do we prepare the way of the Lord as individuals, as God's people? But I think the lectionary people gave us the answer to that question in the second lesson for today, in St. Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. I think they challenged us in that letter by using that letter and these beautiful, comforting words of St. Paul to challenge us to prepare the way of the Lord. Listen to what he says. And this is what it says toward the end of that. If you paid attention to what was read, and this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and the full insight to help you determine what is best, so that on the day you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness, it comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. How do you prepare the way of the Lord? Through how we love and care for others. Real challenge, isn't it? I'm sorry, I may step on a few footprints and steps, but you don't prepare the way of the Lord by changing happy holidays to Merry Christmas. You don't prepare the way of the Lord through the change of society. The preparing of the way of the Lord comes through how we live that proclamation. Do we? If Souther, if we encounter others out there in the world around us, can they look at us and say, oh, they're preparing the way of the Lord? Are we sharing the good news of Jesus Christ? Are we caring and loving for others? Isn't that what preparing the way of the Lord is? You know, I was always fascinated. When I was thinking, I went back. I'm sorry, I have to keep going back to the interstate highway system. But every time I think about those valleys being filled and those mountains being cut down, and some, somebody reminded me of the uh, Pennsylvania Turnpike, which there are those who claim was the first section of the interstate highway system built even though it wasn't thought of that back then, where they not only lowered and caught down the mountaintops, they went through them. Valleys, hills, mountaintops. Don't we sometimes see that in our own personal lives? Don't we talk about, oh, sometimes in my life, my life's up here, and sometimes my life's down here, sometimes I'm down in the valley, sometimes I'm on the peak of the mountain. And the Lord comes and he just likes to level it all out for us. 
And isn't that what we're called to live as God's people? Isn't that how we're called to prepare the way of the Lord? Not just by what we say, but how we live and how we act with those who are less fortunate than us? Maybe it's how we live and we act even with those we don't like. How do we prepare the way of the Lord in the world today? Well, I think Paul said it the best. Now I'm going to keep saying it. That you may love, your love may overflow more and more with the knowledge and full insight to help you determine what is worst. Oh, nobody caught it. What is best. So that you having produced what? The harvest of righteousness. Do we understand what righteousness is all about? We talk about the righteousness of God. Do we understand our own righteousness? How we live that with one another? How we care for one another? How we support one another? And how we care and support those less fortunate in our lives and in the world we come into contact with? That's proclaiming, preparing the day of the Lord. So you getting ready? Got it all together? Are you preparing the way of the Lord? The valleys are filled. The mountaintops are cut down. The way is paved smooth. And behold, the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. Who is the King of glory? For to you is born this day a Savior. Prepare the way of the Lord, my friend. Here. Here. And here. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, now and forevermore. And all God's people say, Amen.